0: My name is uh, Christy Fagan. I'm a runner. A runner is like why, why, why we call a runner as the the the, the free blood, and uh, that, that that was the word that was always, that was used to me for years. I mean, I was always free blood. I mean, I, there was nowhere that I could no matter what they don't me couldn't hold me.
1: A report from the Commission on Child Abuse has strongly criticised the Department of Education, which it said generally dismissed or ignored complaints of child sexual abuse in residential institutions.
0: When you go into them places and, you know you look around you, the first you look for is, is, I'm getting away here, I'm running.
2: The Ryan Report was published on May 20th, 2009.
0: He used to bait me. That's why my, my legs are so bad. He used to bait my ankles. For holies.
2: It contained thousands of stories of physical and sexual abuse in industrial schools. Where I'm from, where Jemmy Gunnery is from, we had heard these stories before. The report says sexual
0: abuse
3: was a chronic problem at Fairy House Industrial Schools. Sexual abuse was systemic. Uh, when it was uncovered, it was not seen as a crime, but as a moral lapse and weakness.
0: So I'd smack my ankles with hollies, and my legs would swell up, and I'd wear the boots that would be ten, probably four or five times so big on me, and they'd be tied and I wouldn't get stockings. I mean, you used to wear the, I mean, I, would, I always had boots with no suckers because I was known as a runner.
2: This story is about the Ferry House Industrial School.
0: And every time you, 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 you got back on your feet, you'll you come around, right? It depends on, on which, which one of them animals that, that, was, that was looking after you and, 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 on the day. Right? And you, you, you get a kick, you get a kick, or you get a bang. And, and that's the reason why it was to stop you from running, to stop you, that couldn't, you couldn't
2: move. Christy Fagan, like Michael O'Brien, was there.
4: I went to the Lafay Commission and ye had seven barristers there questioning me and telling me I was telling lies when I told them that I got raped of a Saturday, got a merciful beating after it, and then he came along the following morning and put all the communion in my mouth. They brought a man over from Rome, 90-odd years of age, to tell me I was telling lies, that I wasn't beaten for an hour, non-stop, by two of them! By two of them! non-stop, from head to toe, without a shred of cloth on my body. My God, Minister. That woman will tell you how many times I jump out of the bed at night with the sweat pumping out of me because I see these fellas at the end of the bed with their fingers doing that to me and pulling me uh, into the room to rape me, to bugger me and bait the shite out of me.
2: The word runner is not in the Ryan Report. It was the name given by Christian brothers to children who escaped. Free
0: blood to me now is that, that you, you've never stopped I me. Mean, like, no matter what chance I got. I mean, no matter how much you bet you. I mean, you've seen it open and you're your blood. here for free.
2: This is the story of the runners and a man, Jemmy Gunnery, but I always said, you're, "You're a free man.
0: You're a free. You're a free boy." He said, "Never stop running, no matter where you're there, Make your way." I right. I never stopped I trying to escape. And it ends up there. Uh, I, mean, I mean, as I said, you could, you could, you could break a bank, smash your legs up, damage your legs, not a whole lot. But once, once you, once you, once you go out, got out onto onto up them on the, on the grounds there, and, and you're going to go into them fields there. I mean, the way you were going, right? your legs didn't bother you. You carries yourself. I mean. You put, it, you put it, in your mind. I mean, I'm going home. I'm free. And they, and they, they caught me in a good mood. I don't even really know what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing.
2: Christy Fagan is returning for the first time in 40 years to Ferry House Industrial School in Clonmel. They said still have a hold of
0: you, I how long is. But, uh, this, is, this is a big day
2: today. Christy's brother, Terry, is with him. You'll hear more from Terry later.
0: And I said, you're right, I don't know, it's 40 years, but. It's like it's like yesterday, it's like and there's a blockage there now, and you just can get, can't get can get rid of it. And hopefully this this will put an end to it today. So all the the memories, all the badness, all the, the evil, the beatings and things, you know what I mean? It's pure pure evil, and that's that's been in there and I've never lost it.
2: As the train makes its way, green fields flash by the window. The ferry feels that when Christy was a child, he ran through, trying to find his way home.
0: I was small. I was very small. I was small. I was, I was probably nine, 11, 9, 10. I don't know sure of my age or what, what I was down there. Never stopped. I mean I, I I escaped the night I escaped during the night. I escaped when you were in mass. I escaped when you were swimming. I escaped when you were walking. I mean no matter what what opened the night I was gone.
2: He nearly reached Dublin once. He was arrested on the outskirts. hundred and seventy one kilometers away from Ferry House.
0: So I got out one one of the times and uh I got there I was on one of the times I was lying on the embankment, waiting until it got back I went moved across up, 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 looking across to the hills there. When you got out you'd, you'd, you'd head for you head for the keep off the main roads and head to head down, head for head for the i showed you the hills there. Up that way you go. And you'd stay low, low in the daytime and moving and move in the night time. And don't ask me how I got to but where I got the door, but I got, I got near enough to it. And I used to sleep, you know, so stay, uh, lie down in the daytime and walk in the nighttime. time. You dead, whatever you had We had the scallions. I looked on scallions and and, and that and there was that. was that. I was in the ground. I I, I lived on. And I like, that's 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 what, that's what kept that's what kept me going going getting, made my way home. You were lonely because you were free. Because you, you, were all, you, you were your, your, your own man, I your own kid, I mean, you'd known to tell you what to do. I know, there's no, no one over you all the time. I hit you, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel that, I, I didn't feel frightened or anything. Because how could you feel frightened after what you went through down there? I mean, I mean, once you get away from I me, mean, you get away from me. I mean, you're running, you are not you wouldn't, you not back. But I mean, I know I was walking for a long time. And uh I got caught by uh, I got caught I it was the police or something when I got caught and then I got by, I got caught, caught, caught by, by a couple of the farmers. And that time I think the, the the story was then I didn't know, I only heard it afterwards that the farmers used to get five pound and whatever they got five they got five pounds in money for for they got a hold and bringing you back. I mean that, 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 so, so you like like when you were out it was like, like you like like all oh, the like bounty hunters looking by you. The people in the are not looking for it, not at all alright, so. I mean they they're and brush wouldn't like pass on the ward. Obviously, we see the same, there's one loose, you know what I mean. And the know only thing was when I mean, you got caught you knew you're going you're going in, you were getting you were getting the bait, you know what I mean. I escaped and I, I I I ran I I, mean, I had brothers chase man, I ran, I ran them into the ground. And because I ran them into the ground, I paid for them when I got brought back.
2: 40 years on, we arrive in Clonmel.
4: Have your attention, please. Shortly now arriving in Clonmel. Clonmel next up.
2: Here's the big moment now. This story, though, the story of Jamie Gunnery begins with a promise in a flat in the corporation buildings. It's 1968, it's night time. A woman, a widow, has lost her 12-year-old son.
0: Oh,
2: Jemmy Gunnery shakes the woman's hand. Jemmy Gunnery makes a promise.
3: I watched him going out, out through the front gate of Corporation buildings with my sister-in-law, and I remember him looking back at me. He he just looked back at me and, you know, like it was a good boy look. You know, I just looked at him and I said, Jesus, I just, you know, I remember coming back into the room and I sat there. I just hung around the house that day and waited to see what would happen. A distinctive smell came from the Mitchell Rosary Bead Factory. A smell that arose when the
2: horns and hoofs of cows were melted. A process necessary to create the holy
3: beads. And I remember it seemed like she, he was gone forever. And next of all, the door opened and in, me, in came my sister-in-law.
2: Christy and the other children of his age would play on a patch of waste ground beside Mitchell's factory.
3: And I could see the tears in her eyes. My mother just looked at her. And my mother let her out in a merciful scream. She said, no, no, no. It was somehow inevitable that Christy would one day gravitate to the strange-smelling building and climb its walls. My sister-in-law didn't have to say anything. My mother read her face. And then she said, he's gone. They sentenced him to seven years. In 1968,
2: in Roman Catholic Ireland, Christy Fagan was charged with
3: breaking and entering into a rosary bead factory. Seven years for stealing beads. I remember pulling out her hair, like, you know, and, and kind of shaking her head, you know, when, when the sister-in-law was standing there in the doorway. And with that scream, that scream brought neighbours running. The women were standing beside her and they were trying to calm her down and the hole and in came Jemmy. Jemmy, was a, a kind of a smallish, stocky man, well-built, strong. Like, he walks in and I, I can recall him walking straight towards her and he put his arm around her. You know, he was my father's friend. They walked the docks together. Like Christy Fagan, like so many...
2: Jemmy Gunnery, as a young child, was sent to an industrial school.
3: He, he knew what was going on in those schools, and he knew he wasn't going to let my, bro- my brother go through that. Jemmy Gunnery never
2: said why he did what he did. He never talked about
3: it. His crime, was, from what I know, it was stealing bread out of a bread van. That was his crime. You know, and four years for stealing bread... He would have went into the Industrial skills in the nineteen thirties. right? And they were a bleak period. They'd go into those guilds, you know, like, in like, in the 30s. See, in those days, people didn't know what was going on. But Jimmy Gunnery did. He knew what was going on, because he was a man that, that suffered. Now, I didn't know that until years after.
5: My father never talked about it. He never told me once they had been troubled. trouble. He never thought he'd done time, nothing. It was somebody else at home. His family told me. His mother actually told me one time about it, but he wouldn't, he, didn't, he wouldn't talk about it. He never talked about it at all. He never told him... It, I, I remember I asked him once about the scar on his face, and he, he told me that uh, a, a word, a prison word, and I heard him across the face were, were a bunch of kids.
1: There was some reason that he didn't say it. He had, obviously had a reason why he didn't want to talk about it. It was actually the granny that told us about it, like my father's mother told us about it, he just said he was wild and um, that he had been sent away when he was young I don't know why he never said anything about it but he was always determined to help other young kids that was in trouble for some reason so obviously he had his own reasons for doing it, maybe it was because of what he went through I really think that it was much similar to what went on in our time like, you're just reading between the lines, it must have been for him to help children that was in trouble. He had to be through something himself, something that he never spoke about. Other than that, I don't think he would have bothered helping anybody, so there must have been something there that he, he was willing to help anybody that was in trouble.
2: Jemmy Gunnery was released from the industrial school. As the sun set in that day, Jemmy was on a boat.
1: His mother met him at the station and told him he'd be better off out of the country because, obviously, all the kids were getting sent away for, for little or nothing, no matter what they'd done. They missed school, they were sent away. So she gave him the money to go away. And when he went to be, down to be and i himself, went to Liverpool.
2: 16 years of age. Dublin, his family... The industrial skills slowly becoming a dot on the horizon. Jemmy Gunnery sailed to Liverpool.
1: He was by himself, there was no one there to see him going, and he swore he wouldn't come back. There was no one there to wave him off. All he knew he was going to another country, didn't know where he was going, nowhere to go. And when he got there he was sleeping in the streets for weeks and that was actually how he met my mother. My mother walked in a cafe and he used to go in and she used to give him his breakfast for nothing.
2: No-one knows why, but Jemmy decides to go home. Jemmy Gunnery sailed into the Dublin Docklands with his young family.
5: There was one spade, actually, I think, White two stone. They used to call it number seven. Then there was a, the the, my dad say the smallest spade, that, that was a square head, and that's the one that you used when you were nearly finishing, because you were on the floor of the boat. But then they used to start off with the number seven, and... I mean, it's number seven on weight, I think, it was one or two stone, at least two stone a weight. And he had to lift that, and that carried at least four or five stone of coal on top of it. So every time we put it in, he was getting up five six stone at least. And he was on about eight and 12 hours a day. He had big arms, big, huge arms, big arms he had. Hadn't? He was
1: actually that strong. He was buried under tons of coal one time, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? he was, yeah. The thing collapsed on
5: him. Yeah, the, the, the tub of coal fell on top of him once. But uh, he, he had he had very he had very strong hands. Yeah, very very. He could bend six-inch nails in and all over his hands, no problem to him. And that's that was the truth. No so, problem. to you Remember to when, him. when we were small, he used to pick us up with his teeth. Yeah. I can't believe this. Jeez, I don't, I
0: don't. I don't. Teddy. Nice.
2: huh? Forty years on. Little remains of the Ferry where House where, Industrial School.
0: Where, where's the, the, main, the, the, the main building? The, the yard in Alaola?
3: This is it. It's Like. It's
0: it absolutely all changed. Jeez, I wouldn't know this place. I wouldn't
3: know it at all. Where, where's
0: the, 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 the big the old building that was there? I mean, the, the, where the dormitories was, the workshops was in hola?
2: The dormitory building is now gone. How many
3: was in that, that dormitory? There. It's
0: about, about 20 odd or more. they the too short now. To, there could have be, could been a lot more. No mm. mean.
3: Which way was the beds? Uh, the beds ses- bed were
0: all, all lined. No, behind one another. No, no? yeah. And yeah, but you had to, you had to, I think you're two or three rows. Yeah. To, two or three, three rows. You're two to measure.
3: I, mean, I
0: hope you mentioned the night o- time to oh, check, haven't you? They, they came in at a minute anyway. Pretend be t- the body's hand, you know. Pretend to let them see, was your bed wet and all that. No such thing. No such thing at all. What, the, what would he be doing just fa- oh, fa- fa- f- to, touching you touching you and doing things I nothing mean, I mean but if he I mean if he had laid out and didn't do anything you were in big trouble don't I, mean. mm. I mean I mean and when he got out of you he got a- you out of yeah. you yeah. he, he was a he was a wolf that's what he called him that's the name he put on me because he, he was a the wolf the grey wolf he
3: was
0: a brother
3: was he a Christian brother yeah a Rasmian
0: brother whatever no, you call it I don't know what the difference between him I, I, all the bleeding same
2: to me don't I mean the only building still standing is the gable end of the old church.
0: And this, this was the church where you were in. This, this, right? this, church, this is the church there where I was. Yeah. And you said that, that was supposed to be a safe haven for, for, uh, for, you, for you. That was like a torture chamber. The church was? Yeah, yeah. And then when you get into the church there, there was no one going. They disturbed them, was no the, 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 the there? I mean, you were in there, you were in there. And when they, they said that they're... That, that, uh, yeah, they're in the church as well, yeah. And people would say, no, that did no, that, that, happened in the church. Mm. And it happened in the confession boxes. Mm. How do you think? Uh, huh? Yeah. You okay?
3: That's the way to the, the way up there.
0: The, the oh, that's
3: the way. That's the, the up that way where we came in that time. Yeah,
0: so I know that. Yeah, that's yeah. the bridge. That's where the car was parked up here. So that's that's what, yeah. That's the, the, the bridge there.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. That's the the bridge there. That's, we went across, I think that bridge.
0: Mm. And uh, we actually we actually hit them You hid them here. A lot the things there, yeah. I Actually got into the... Actually I actually went I out I'm around, into the back in down, down the side there. I actually spent a the day there, one in one of these places. Let, let them think that I was gone, gone completely. Yeah. Actually lay in lay in the thing there for a the whole day. And they thought the, the, I was out there going to I know he escaped, but I thought was gone off. I lay for the whole day and then moved off in, in the in the in the in the time. From
3: here?
0: I lay lay, lay in, 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 in the in
3: the in, river in, bank? in, in
0: the river bank there, I lay there. In the place crawled. I oh, fucking rats, and everything. And I remember, remember, lying there. We done that a couple of times. We the girl, that's why I to. Yeah, how would get out? At least I went to grow up. I went across the bridge. Right, I went to everybody. But I'd actually lie, lie in there in the, the day time. When the girl going to get out in the day, if there's no chance to get out in the day, I'd lie in there and wait till I got back. Then moved off. I actually don't know. We took the wrong way. Went the wrong ways a few times. Don't I mean. Mm. And. Can you just describe for me again where we are in relation to the, we're on, the on the river bank, on the river bank at the at the side the, 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 the school, there's a side walking down 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 onto, the steps down onto the onto the bank here. And what we used to do with you was we could go you could you, you over the wall over the wall the thing there, right? You could into the, the river bank here, you're lying here. For, 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 on, until they got back. So so, so the, the the them them brothers would think you've actually gone gone ahead. But then and then you moved up in the night. Then you moved up when it got dark. Then, and you you made you made your way. I mean, but mo- most times you you try and crawl along it, get, get along as far as way. It as, to as, as as I mean, then come out and then come out, out of the bushes. Then, so what you actually did was you you, you made your way through the bushes. Right like on, on the bank here, mm. to get to on, on, to get to a safe spot where upon where you could come out then, and then start, then, then, then make make your way then.
3: You must be ripped to pieces, right?
0: everything was scraped to bits, you know what I mean? Mm. But as I said, you'd have done anything to get, it, to get away from them. You'd have done to get away from them, you know what I mean? God love you. And, uh, but there was a, a, You the know, they trying to bait all your way, you, you know? And where, where you stayed, where'd you go today, you know what I mean? So if you did do it again, they'd you know, you know where to look for you, you no know I mean? You know, you know, you know what route you're gonna take, in all the hole, right? You didn't tell him. But I'd never thought about the bank. That, that, was, that was that was something I kept there. I'd never thought my Which way I'd, I'd lie there. And I mean, if you, if you got a chance early morning, you lie there from early morning till the last thing till they gotta go back, and then move, make, make your way through, through, through the thing, then to get out.
1: Mm.
0: But uh, then people have no idea, no idea what went on down here. so, so, so the, the abuse down here was constantly constant down here and the hidings and the dividings and the and the, and, and the, the were constant this place this place now I mean as I said you I look, look, look at a couple of the films that were the concentration camps I never even compared it to here but when you think about it there was a guard standing over there and they were left, left alone but down here you were never left alone you never had peace down here from, from the time you came in to the time you left there was always something happening you might get a day or two that you go by you'll be okay but then be another day then that's, that's, that's them taking taking their breaks and everything you know what I mean so that's uh, that, you know what I mean I said Kieran you, 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 no, you've you'd no, no idea the, of the torture uh, you know and just looking at the, at, the, at, the, at the hills the mountains there right that's where you used to head for as well you used to hey, make it up and head for, and head for, and head for, and head for the high ground that's where that's where you stay for a couple of days and then. Uh, them, them, them hills were in my dreams.
2: Back to the story of the runners. So where are we? Here's a little refresher. It's the north side. It's 1968. Jemmy Gunnery a docker promises a widow that he will free our son from an industrial school. These things take time, Jemmy would say. He needed to get a van forced.
3: He turned up in the house and uh, he said to me, mother, he said, listen, I might have been down in, down in, down in Clamell. I had to look at the school. Might we can get him out of there, Right. So my mother was all excited and she said, she said come down. And he said to me, said to me said, Terry, I'm going to need your help. I said, no problem. I said, I'll do anything. I said, there's no problem on that. So we left corporation buildings around about seven o'clock that morning and made our way down to, down to Tipperary, to Clonmel, And I remember we, dro- we drove in to the, drove along the road and the school, was, as of where we came in from, the school was on the left-hand side. And I got out of the car and I walked over. As I walked towards this man came out of the school. And I walked over and I said, eh, where's all the boys? Oh, he said, no, he said, they're, the, they're in the far field. He said, "The sports day next week, he said, and they're training over there in, this, in the field. So I said, thank you. And I walked back over to the care and uh, I said to Jemmy and my mother and that, saying, I said, Jemmy, we'll never get him. They're in, he's in the far fields.'" I said, we're trying to snatch him out there now. I said, so we'll never make it. He said, oh, no, no, he said, leave her. He said, next Sunday here is. So the following Sunday, Jemmy was there waiting. Seven o'clock again. Into the car and went down, and uh, we we kind of got out of the car and went in and around to the into the industrial school. And I never forget it because it was crowded. The industrial school was right, and uh, I stood in amongst the crowd. And so anyway, I, I was watching, and next of all, I spotted Christy. God love him, his little bony legs, and he was running. But well, I mean, being, being being there, and it's, it's like it's
0: like being in a concentration camp. I mean, and that's basically what it was like. It was like a concentration camp. And it's very hard for people to understand it. When you when you if you if you come from the heart of the city, right? And yeah, you you put your put down there. And I mean, no matter what corner you're turning, there's someone there's somebody that's slapping you or hitting you. And you you, you known to one that it. And uh, that's when when I was running on the track and I say my mother and your brother and Jamie Jimmy, yeah Jamie Jimmy there. Jesus, I mean, no one, I mean, up to this present day, I've, n- I've never had a feeling like it since. Because it's, it, it's you no know, people can win the lotto and they're over the mountain, but that was my lotto when I seen them down there, getting, getting getting me out, taking me out of there. And I was running around the field and I just I was just running down the racing and I copped my mother, um, my brother Terry, and Jamie standing there. And I, I, just, I just, they told me to keep running. So they said, Sizzy, and Terry
3: said he me, yeah. I said, Christy, when you go around with the school, go through the gap in the hedge over there, which was nearly onto the main road. I said, the car, Jimmy said, the car be waiting on you, you know. And Christy looked on you, seeing Jimmy in the hole, ah, like, oh, his face just lit up? It was like, like he, he knew this is it. Well, he took off like an Olympic runner. And I moved, as I said, towards the gate to co- cover, cover, his, cover in case the brothers came after him to take because I was willing, if need be, if they had a came to try and st- stop him, I was willing to defy them. And because I had something in my jacket, which I would have used if it hadn't been necessary to use it. Because Jemmy had said to me, bring something with you in case anything goes wrong. He said, the Christian brothers are very handy with the holy sticks. He said, they'll smash our face in quick as anything. So I carried something there with me. And thank God it didn't have to arise because I would have used it. What did you carry? I carried a hammer and I had a northern bar in my jacket. And just oh, it stuck down the waistband. And I would have used those to protect my brother and I wouldn't have thought twice about it, you know. And I, I actually, Jemmy knew that should anything go wrong, I was going to be left behind. I didn't mind. I didn't mind one bit. And anyway, I moved towards the gate, and then I watched Christy coming around from, the, from the, the school entrance, and up, there was a little kind of a... a little hill type of thing which led into a kind of a ravine. There was a little ravine, as far as I can recall, at the side of the road. So we got Christy into the car... I ran around and got him up, pulled him in, got him into the car, got him down into the, into, the, into the back seat of the car, down, pushed down. Me mother, you just, I can't describe it. She was hugging him and holding him, kissing him, and the whole lot. And we sped off.
0: There was hugging and kisses with me mother, and now she was the lawyer. And Jemmy, I mean, see, he'd always come, he'd come, he didn't nominate me, called me the wild boy, he used to call me, you know what I mean? But uh, he said, Sissy, now you're out, he said, you're not going back to swim, he said, there's no one taking you back. So he he, he, he turned around says, said, he? they're not taking it back anymore. He said, Yeah, i been through sure enough. When I got into the car then, and I was lying, lying on the floor of the car, and I was actually boxing to go to Tyler. And Jimmy said, oh, You can't get out of the car, he said, because we have to keep going. Jimmy said, He was a great man. So we said, Sissy, what to do? He do? Here, there's, a, there's a, a lemonade bottle, go, go to Tyler and that. So I'm writing up, I went to Tyler. But the problem was, I went to Tyler too much. I was actually, actually filled the bottle up. I was, poured,
3: was like actually getting powder at the window while they, when we were travelling. We headed up to the Rocket Cashel. Right until instead we got dark, because Jemmy knew. He said, "Look, if we head off now, they would be checking Dublin registration cards when he's missed." And he said, "We never make it through." But we stayed got dark. I, I, like I mean, I, to, to me, like I mean, it was I'd never seen the Rock of Cashel before. Like you know, what I mean, I, like and all I know we were up at the Rock of Cashel. Jemmy said, "This is the Rock of Cashel, right?" Because I'd never seen the country down there before. Like I hadn't got a clue where, where it was, even like you know. no I knew it was Clonmel Tipperary, but, but I hadn't got a clue about the Rock of Cashel. It never meant anything to me. You know, but we were up there. We spent a couple of hours. Your mother was, as I said, rubbing Christie's hair, kissing him, in the hole, and the whole. And Jemmy was laughing and the whole. You know, and I, I remember him saying, "He said, I, I, I kept me promise, didn't I, Missus?"
2: That night, they drove back to Dublin. Terry and Jemmy in the front, Christie and his mother in the back. Late at night, they arrived back in the city.
1: And I was in my house, and uh, and knock comes to the door, getting out of the industrial school, and he wanted to take take him in. Oh, my God, I nearly died. I didn't know what... I, was, I didn't know what was happening anyway, like, and... I was kind of worried, you know, and I was then I was worried about the police coming up to the door and I didn't know, and then I couldn't send... I couldn't put the poor child out and the, throw the child out into their arms, you know, that way. But um, I, when I seen Jimmy coming up and then, what could I do? Just take him in. Like, kind of, what would you do? You just wouldn't throw a child out to the police, like... So we took him in anyway for three days.
2: The escape was the easy part, the straightforward part. Jemmy knew what was coming. The guards would be searching for the missing boy. There would be raids. The boy would have to be hidden. Jemmy
3: had a plan. So it was then Jemmy came up with the idea. See, Christy had coined the to coin to Corley hair. And that's when he came up with the idea, he said, like, to Christy to put the dress on him, you know, to dress him up. He said, Christy, he said, if you want to stay out of this guild, he says, and you want to stay ahead of the police, he says, you're going to have to wear a dress, you know. So Christy I think was so delirious; he didn't he didn't care. So they got the dress for him and they had him in the dress. And that was Christy went around in the daytime with the dress. And with the nighttime he wore his own clothes of course. But uh, he was hopping in and out and running around the whole, uh, You know and it was great laughing in the in the in the family with Christy with his dress, you know. It was a little eh uh, little little,
0: little, little uh, flowery dress. Little little flower thing, isn't it. And, and uh it was uh it was and he had a little kerrigan, a dress in the cardigan. <laughs> yeah, it was a dress in the cardigan, and, uh, and the, 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 pair, the pair of the, the sandals, the, the plastic sandals. And I mean, uh, I wore that dress for a long time. I was dressed up as a, as a, as a, in Jamie's right and he says, they're looking for a boy, they're not looking for a girl. And I could actually play in that play on the bankney. play on the bank. And the the, the, the police be going up, my mother's looking for me and i will be playing on the bankney. And that and that time we'd be playing skipping our piggy wherever it wasn't a and they would be playing up and down that bank and you know, a butter. And he said, Don't you dare go down that floor He said, You're playing on the bank this way, i staying. And I played on the bank he it w with the dressing for a long time. <laughs> oh so, I mean you'd about that not 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 to not to go back down that hell hole I mean. You wouldn't give a damn what you were, I mean, what you want you you wouldn't go back down there, I mean?
2: Terry has made a small laminated poster that remembers Jemmy. They look for a tree to attach it to. No, oh, Jemmy, this is where you... <clears throat>
3: go in. That's for
2: you owe Jemmy my
0: pal. Can you read it out there? I'll read it. You read it out, can
3: you read it, please. This is a photograph of the late Jemmy Gunnery who helped uh, children escape from the notorious industrial schools. And on this photograph states, it's a quote from Edmund Burke, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing, Edmund Burke. And underneath it says, this good, this good man, James Jemmy Gunnery, did something. In the late 1960s, he rescued a young boy from this one-time hellhole of an industrial concentration camp run by the Ross Mini brothers. Jemmy, you kept your word. Now, Chris, I'm going to take a photograph to every side of beside you for the Gunnery family.
2: There's always one question that persists to his family and friends Was there more? Did Jemmy Gunnery help any other children to escape?
0: Jesus, if he was alive now, he'd be laughing, wouldn't he, Jimmy? Yeah. He would, he would, he'd break his heart laughing just now he was alive for automation. Kept to
5: kept his word
3: all
5: right, had he? he did, What had he done for kids? How many kids he helped? Oh, and what schools he went to? Oh, and how many kids that was in the house? I'd say, damn, all those questions, I reckon i have gone to the grave one. The answers to them questions are gone to grave I don't honestly think there's anybody alive could answer them questions.
3: Well, I can recall being in the house of Jemmy, right, and I can call, I can recall big time loads of uh, escapees, right. Not around one given time, in and out of the house, different things and you'd know. Because you'd see Jemmy's wife there uh, button bread, giving them sandwiches and things like that, like you know. And you knew they were, they were runners, like you know. And that's what that's what the names of Christian brothers gave them when they escaped you call it runners.
6: My name is Mick Forden, I'm from Corporation Place, and I grouped most of the kids that you were asking about. Um, I know Jimmy, Jimmy Gunnery as long as I'm alive, I think. We all knew each other. Like, you could hardly, like I mean, the walls in the Corporation Bills are very thin. If you didn't want to hear the argument but was going upstairs, you could listen to the argument that was going on downstairs. I, I seen him with, I remember, I know of two or three young boys he did help out, but I mean, I'm not prepared to say their names in case they were agreed, you know, that he would do that, you know. But Jimmy would brief them, you know, and tell them not to let the left, left hand know what the right hand is doing. A famous saying of his, you know. He'd bring them back to the, back to the corporation street wherever they came from around the area. foley Street or Liberty House or sheriff street He knew they'd probably know their fathers mainly. And he'd let he'd, let, when he'd be he'd had to brief their fathers and mothers to let them know in case in case they'd be annoyed about it, you know what I mean? Jimmy had a black a little Thames van, a four Thames van. And he used to go down the country for Sunday morning early he'd head off early and he'd get down there and he'd bring someone back and uh, he'd head off very early yeah, as I said to you that's all I, I know and I mean he, he wouldn't actually tell you you know what I mean he wouldn't broadcast or tell anybody what was going on but you'd know but he could have talked about enough lot more but I, I, I didn't um, like it's only that these fellas would be my friends that I'd be kind of and I'd live beside them that I'd know but I mean he could have spoke from another half dozen kids from, around the area like from the outside corporation place you know what I mean and I'd say he did,
3: myself. I remember then, that word was sent in that Jemmy was very sick. So I made my way out to the house. And I'd never forget he was sitting in an armchair. And he was happy in Dahola. I had a cup of tea with him, and we were reminiscent about cooperation buildings in Dahola. And I, I was talking about Christy in Dahola, and that brought a smile to his face, like, you know. I said, Jemmy, did you ever think of it? You know? And he shook his head. And I said, Jemmy... Tell us more, I said. What did you do? And who else did you help? Ah, he said, better off leaving that alone. Forget about that. That's not to be talked about, more or less, he said to me.
0: No, I never knew anything. Just as I was running around that track, I mean, I can't explain that feeling to you. It's very really hard to people understand this. I mean, I mean, once I seen Jimmy that I knew I was going home. And home I went, and i never forget it. Believe me, I still think of it. But uh, I said, it wasn't with Jimmy, uh, I, I would have been probably
3: a lot worse than, I, worse than I am today. But they sent those children into hell. And my brother went through hell. And I only found out uh, not too long ago where he actually suffered. And I have to tell you, there's some anger in me. But like everything else, you know, I recognise there's good Christian brothers out there that, did, that do great work in the community. And they lived the spirit of Ignatius Rice. They were good. And I feel very sad for those Christian brothers the good Christian brothers that did, uh, that did help communities and are still helping communities, I feel sad for them. G- Jemmy, Jimmy, like Ignatius Rice, who founded the Christian brothers and the, uh, helping poor children, Jemmy done the same, but in a different way. He saved them from the evil brothers that were running those schools. Uh, them, them,
0: them hills were always in my dreams. I love them hills. Then I I've never lost my mind. When I'm over that, I'm over the hill I'm free. That was, that was always my dream. When I, when I seen the hill, when I'm over the hill, I'm free. I mean I've, even even some, sometimes I'm in bed lying down thinking, I can see them hills. So I'm still not free. Because I, I see them hills as my freedom. And one day I'll get over them. One day I will get over them. I definitely will. I will, make it. will it be there. I'll definitely go over them.
1: If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one.